Yeah. Yeah, old school. That's what I'm talking about. Listen, this ain't for everybody. Some of y'all need to hear this. Huh. I know you're in the trenches fighting, but check it out. I'm going to put it down like this so I can help the saints understand. Everything you're going through is all part of the master plan. Or what? You thought because you got saved, everything was going to be peaches and cream? You better wake up, son. Don't nothing come to a sleeper but a drink. Faith without works is dead. Read your Bible. You know what it says. He who don't work, don't eat. Slackers don't get fed. Huh, yeah. Jesus said, he who puts his hands to the plow looks back the same ain't fit. Some of y'all ain't been in the church five minutes and you're about ready to quit. I ain't mad at you. I'm just hitting you with the real. <laughs> if you died for me and I was still tripping, now how you think that make you feel? Check this out. Deep game. This here's deep, huh? Some of y'all ain't sawing nothing but you started trying to reach, huh? But after him who was able to possess your father's by his glory. Struggles might be part of your testimony, but it ain't the end of the story. Now the point is this was prophesied way back in the day. Choir, sing your hook right here and see if the church can relate. Hello? Hello? Yes, this is Brother Haru.
Brother Huru. Hey, what's going on now? Oh man, I'm so sorry, man. I don't know what's going on with the with the switchboard today. It's acting super stupid. That's okay. It happens. Yeah, well anyway, I got you now. That's right. That's the important part. Yeah, <laughs> I got you now. Well man, you got a very interesting uh history here and, and, and a very interesting journey and I know it kinda chimes in right now with everything else that we're going on. Uh, out there in this world platform today, um, I, I really like the topic. Do you really know who you really are? I mean, a lot of people don't. You know what I mean? You know, it's it's um, it's, it's somewhat of a a dual meaning as well. But I'm, what I'm trying to do with this topic is to really get us to tap in and begin to really search who we think we are. Versus who and what we really are And that's what we're going to be talking about today Well let us get it going Because I, I would definitely like to talk about this Because like you know my introduction earlier man There's a lot of crazy stuff going on out there in the world And people running into each other You know like they're, they're just mindless beings Nobody is really thinking about anything Really they think they mm-hmm. are But at the end of the day um, you know, there there's no value to uh, any of it. Okay. Um, well, since we're, we've started now officially, correct? Correct. Okay, so very good. So I need to protect myself by saying that I am reserving all my rights without prejudice according to UCC 1-308, and all the information that I'm providing today is for informational purposes only, and I am not an attorney, and I'm not giving legal advice. And therefore, any use of this information that I provide today, I am not taking any responsibility for it. It is up to you and the listeners to do their due diligence and their homework to verify the things that I'm talking about and use it at their discretion for their benefit. Fantastic. And now we can proceed forward. Also, let me add on to that, that uh, one of the things that I I read, uh, that you were very proud of the fact that uh, you had very little secondary education and uh, that everything that you're going to be talking about today and your thought has been basically self-taught. Is that correct? That is correct. And and let me add to that is that this information that I possess I'm not claiming it as my information. I am simply sharing the information that's left by our predecessors, our ancestors, and those that have put in the work and the experience and lived through these things so that we can prosper for it in the future. So let's talk, Let's. I guess one of the questions I guess here we have, uh, are you a, p- a part of We the People? And how does that work as far as the Constitution? Because I, I was, somebody told me earlier today that, um, I guess, let me speak, uh, I want to be politically correct, I guess as a black man, that we weren't initially part of the Constitution. Okay. It gets really, really tricky, and this, this to properly answer your question, we got to kind of talk about a little bit of history. For example, um, I have to ask the question, and this is this is uh, not a hypothetical, but it's a, a um, I don't want to answer, but I want you to log it. It was rhetorical. That's the word that was uh, slipping me. It's a rhetorical question. Who named America America? Because we have this history in our brains of the United States and the Revolutionary War and the Civil War and the independence of this nation. We have those history parts in our brain, but let's step back a little further. Who named America, America? And when you get that answer, that's going to take you to a whole other plane of understanding when it comes to defining the word black and understanding what it begins to mean. Now, the original question you talked about was we the people. 
the, to really understand that question, we have to understand that there are two different languages. There's the language of the Ecclesi dictionaries, and then there's the language of law and commerce. And it's defined as legalese, also known as the words of art. And the same way we would look at an urban dictionary versus a collegiate dictionary, where the court systems and the law look at the collegiate dictionaries and the law dictionaries completely differently. The law dictionaries are the words that define how things really work versus how we perceive them to work or what we may have nicknamed them socially over time. For example, the words good and bad or cool, right? What does cool mean back in the day? What does cool mean now? Well, that's something that would be in an urban dictionary. But when it comes to law and commerce, the word cool only has one meaning. And it is the meaning that is defined in the legal dictionary, and there's no deviation from that. And that's what we need to get our heads around when we start talking about these words. So relating that back to we the people, now we have to ask ourselves, what is the people? Because we always call ourselves persons. Is that correct? Yeah. We know ourselves to be persons. So if you are a person, how can you be we the people? Because a people and a person legally defined are two different things, and that's what we're going to get into. Because usually when you speak of we the people, you're speaking of more than one, and person is referred to a personal situation, meaning you, me, I. Okay. Now, now here in law, this is where we're completely mistaught. Person is not the singular form of people. A people is like a fish. A fish in a singular and a fish in a plural is the same thing. But a person in a singular is a person, and person is the plural, not people. So, the legal definition of a person in Title 18, Section 31, A, it defines, I'm sorry, not A, but 15. It defines the word person, and it is defined as an individual, a corporation, um, uh, two more. Uh, oh, it's slipping my brain right now because I'm not reading. I'm going from the top of the dome right now. But again, let me let me ju- it'll come back to me. But what I want you to do is actually look up the definition, and I do mean legal definition of the term person. You will find that it is completely different from a people. And the fundamental difference between a person and a people is that a person is property. It is literally property because we are all persons that belong to the United States Corporation. In the same sense as if I worked for Walmart, I would be under the control of Walmart. So if that's, that's the, why if that, go so ahead. If, that, if that's the situation then uh 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 what this whole freedom thing is really overrated because if that's the case, you're really not free. That's exactly correct. We are, because of the purposeful miseducation, we are barking up trees that lead to absolutely nowhere. We're arguing for reparations when the 14th Amendment clearly defines that 14th Amendment citizens cannot, shall not, Receive reparation It's legally legally defined In the 14th amendment But we're running up this tree Asking for, for uh, reparation But here's the Here's the catch to it all Because I brought up the 14th amendment Here is how we became property And here's how we became person When we were born For example yourself what Where were you born sir? I was born in Texas. You were born in Texas. Is that the United States? Yes, it is. And I don't know how African-American got in that because I ain't never been to Africa, and I don't know any of my people that's been to Africa. 
Well, African American is not a place, but we've been tricked into thinking that that is our nationality, but it is not. Getting back to the original question, you were born in Texas. You said Texas was the United States. That's an incorrect answer. So now I have to ask you, where is the United States? And this is going out to all the listeners as well. Where is the United States? Well, we were taught it was here in the country with which we reside. That's what we were taught. Okay. All right. Now let's let's go back to the law books now. Every single state is a nation. It is a country all by itself. And because of the annex treaties that were um, amend not amended, but but were uh, ratified, that allowed them to become part of the United States is what makes them part of the Union. The United States is legally defined as Washington D.C. It is a corporation. It is not a country. So unless you were born in Washington, D.C., you were not born in the United States. Why is that important? Because if you were born in Texan, Texas, then you were a Texan. And a Texan under the Constitution of Texas says that you were born with all the rights of the Constitution. I'm sorry. You were born with all the rights, inalienable rights, of a human being. And it is supported and backed by the Constitution of the United States. That is per the Annexation Treaty. So you were born free, but something happened that made you become, convert from being a Texan to a U.S. citizen. And that's where the Social Security number comes into play. When our parents unknowingly got us this Social Security number, that converted us from being free, sovereign people into United States citizens or persons. Well, that must mean it's been generations even more uh, misinformation because where, where has it been an option that anybody had an option to accept a Social Security number or not? No, see we see now let me also take a step back and let me say this that law equals contracts and contracts equal law. So when we go into any courtroom the decisions being made have absolutely nothing to do with right or wrong. It has to do with either you're in compliance with the contract or you have defiled the contract. Or broken the contract That's all that's being decided Now Going back to that question Right The social security application Is a contract The driver's license Is a contract Your voter registration Is a contract And what do they ask you When you apply for any of those Are you a U.S. citizen Yep And us Being miseducated, we answer the question, yes, we tell the system that we are United States citizens, when in fact we were born state citizens, which are have completely different identities. One is free, and the other is property. I have this little thing that I tell people, man, and let me ask you how you feel about this concept. I I say, he who created the game also created the rules. That is absolutely correct. And and I feel like this applies to everything, the the great-grandfather of everything that we're talking about, uh, the misinformation, uh, you know, on down the line to this, you know what I mean? So, you know, I've always wanted, it's a big question I've had with myself, you know, because I know if it's my game, I also made the rules, and you ain't going to never win. You know what I'm saying? Because it's my game. It's my game and Mm -hmm. my rules. Here's how powerful what you're saying is. 
every dispute is always settled where? In the in court. In a court. Where are all games played? On a court. <laughs> on a court. That's absolutely right. They're all played on a court. So all of this is just a game that has rules, but our big mistake is we're playing the game, but we've never read the rule book. Oh, wasn't allowed because to read. We, Look, wasn't allowed to. Wasn't allowed to read at, the rule book. Back in the day, you're absolutely right. We weren't allowed to read the rule books because that's how they maintained control and the domination while they were enslaving us. But now, there's something that has happened, and we, we, have manifested the internet. To give us the information that we need Without permission Because there are Millions Of individuals like myself That have acquired the rules To the game and are now Teaching it so there's Absolutely no excuse For any topic for you to say I don't know Because you got a supercomputer in your hand it's glued to your hand All you got to do Is push the buttons and ask the question. And the answer is there because there is somebody online boasting about the information that they know. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I'm loving this conversation because it's leading me right into something else. But I want to say for uh, uh, for your, those that joined the show, if you got a question, press number one on your phone. Let us know that you're there. We'll be glad to let you chime in. Uh, other than that, you know, I see the switchboard is uh, lit up. You know, if you want to sit there and enjoy the show, you could do that. And uh, hopefully you got your notepad out and, and taking some notes because uh, his brother's dropping some jewels. Uh, my man, here here's a question because we kind of know what the problem is, at least the ones that's uh, awake. You know, we know what the issues are. And just like you spoke a minute ago, there's a million of people out there such as yourself. Uh, that really is aware of the game. But then that takes us to another thing. Even though you know the rules to the game and you can play the game adequately, then here come that other monster. You know, the other monster is called power. And control. And control. (laughs) You know what I mean? So how, how how do we navigate that? Okay. Who, he who has the knowledge also possesses the control. Repeat that. He who has the knowledge also possesses the control. Because we are all manifesting our own destinies. We are all co-creators in this existence. So the smarter you are, the more informed you are, the better you can navigate this game playing field. Because it's all a big game of Monopoly. Monopoly is a metaphor for real life. So is the game of life. So is the chessboard. These are all metaphors for how the game of life is really being played. And those are games that are necessary for our, not only our survival, but our thriving under these conditions. They control us through our ignorance. This is why they deliberately misinform us. We've all heard about the, uh, what do you call it, the school-to-jail pipeline. How is that happening? How is it they can determine from the fourth grade how many prison cells that need to be built to accommodate the next level of prisoners? And it is because they possess the knowledge. They are taking the time while we're watching the Laker game and the Super Bowl and and all the other sports and distractions out there to fight, right? They're in the trenches with what we think of or has been taught that are the think tanks, the lobby groups. Well, these are all individuals where this is what they do 24-7 is devise plans for maintaining their control over everybody that don't know the game. 
We don't have to become part of them, but we need to learn the game. And then they take the gladiators to the Coliseum so they could be entertained. The old adage of the Romans. Yeah. Give them food and entertainment, and I'll control them forever. Give them food and entertainment, and I'll control them forever. That's Caesar talking to you right there. This is how long the game is being played. Yep. You see it every day. People flying down the freeway, people flying down the freeway and killing two or three other people to get home to watch some game on TV. Which is all just a distraction, but this is all designed, it's all by design because they don't want you in the trenches learning how the game really works. And so let's talk solution for a minute because you asked about that. Part of the solution is redefining within ourselves what we call entertainment. Because that's what happened in my evolution, in my revolution of the mind, was that I redefined what was entertainment. And I started entertaining myself by seeking out the knowledge of how things really work. And it began with a couple of simple questions. I was asked on October 25th, 2010 at 5.30 p.m. That date and time is burned in my head because that's the day I took the red pill and came out of the matrix to see it for what it really is. What is Washington, D.C.? We talked about it earlier. It is the United States, but it's something deeper. It's a state. It's a city, a state, and a nation all by itself. The same thing with London, the same thing with the Vatican. That is the trilogy that controls the world. The United States is the military arm. London is the financial arm, and the Vatican is the religious arm. That's the triangle of control that is maintaining the power for the elite. And we know the Vatican has been corrupted for how long? Since its existence. <laughs> and your and, and 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 your and your evidence of that is you can look back at every single Roman style movie, whether it be Spartacus or um um uh what's that uh, one that starts with an M oh, manga. Skipping my head, but anyway, any of these I could think of one, uh, Caligula. Caligula, and you just keep going. You can even look at the the, the 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 what is this? Something of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. You can look at all this stuff. There is always, and I say always, high priests that are calling the shot that the emperors always go to for advice. And that's who's always been calling the shots. The kings and queens of the world are never been the shot callers. That's just the public face for the real elites that are behind the scenes. And it's always been that way. So when you say in the high priest, and some people call it the church. Exactly. And the church system is ordained and run by the Vatican globally. There is no separation. You can call it Catholic, Jewish, Islam, you can call it whatever you want. The Vatican is running all religion. Well, that's nothing an goes concept. In, nothing goes in any book or is um, practiced without the Vatican approving it. That's what the popes do. They approve all literature and all teachings by every church, mosque, synagogue, the whole nine yards. That's what they do. And don't believe me. Just do your research. Just do your research. Yeah, I always Here's another. 
let me let me throw this out there real quick before you ask that question. Okay. What I've come to, the foundation for my motivation, is that I've learned to stop believing in things and learning to either understand it or don't understand it. But there's nothing in the middle. And that's what belief and faith has become. It's that in the middle where you don't have to admit that you don't know it, but at the same time you can't really say I do know it. It's the safe margin for control. We have to stop believing in things and start to either understand it by verifying the information or admitting that we don't understand it and then seek out the information. Yeah, that was a powerful statement, too, because that's what I kind of touched on a little bit earlier, that uh, people don't know how to get out of their own way. And uh, uh, right along with that, um, it's important that we truly know what we don't know. You know, if you know what you don't know and you have any kind of horse sense or common sense, as my mother used to say, that right there will uh, pr- prompt you to go seek out the necessary knowledge. Wouldn't you agree? I agree 100%, and I'll take it a step further. One of the phrases and quotes that I've adopted as well is we all know what we know, but we don't know all there is to know about everything we know. Yes, I can go with that one as well. We don't know all there is to know about everything we know. And once we accept that phrase, that statement, then we can open our minds to growth. Because as long as we think we know it all, which is a sin in itself, we shut down. The doors are closed. And we will keep being controlled. Brother Huru, I don't know if I asked this question early on, but it's jumping out at me. Um, at what point in time did, did um, the lights come on with you? What what point in time did you wake up? Uh, I think you may have mentioned something about a red pill later, uh, earlier. Yeah, I, I but, did. Uh, I, I didn't get that, you know. I mean, because I know you had to go through some things in order to get to that age and 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 what was going on during that period to lead you up to your awakening? Okay, for me, 2006 to late no, I'm sorry, 2007 to late 2008, I had become a day trader in the stock market. Had refinanced the house and. Um, Used the equity in the house and started day trading, was making money, everything's going good. And then I started to realize in my studies of the system that this game is rigged. This ain't working the way it's being taught. You know, there, it's all kind of pump and dump schemes going on where they'll pump up this and pump it up and everybody starts buying it. And as soon as everybody starts buying it, they start selling it. And and you end up losing, Right. And so I came to that conclusion, and shortly after I decided to get myself out of the markets, then the crash came crumbling down. September of 2008, all hell broke loose. I managed to get out the way, but it made me ask the question, what the hell just happened? So here comes October now, and October 25th, 2010. A group of my buddies called me up and said, dude, my boy here at work, he is talking about some stuff. You got to hear this, man, because I know you in the economics and you're making money and all this stuff, but you got to hear what he's talking about. So I'm like, I'm all open ears. I'm ready to do this. So I go to the meeting, I sit down, and he starts asking questions like we're talking about now. What is Washington, D.C.? Who is and what is the Federal Reserve? What is your birth certificate? What does it mean? Why do you have a Social Security number? And what does it mean with your driver's license where you have all capital letters? They never taught you that's how you write in school, right? You have upper and lower case letters. Capital, right. capital letters are for the beginning of a sentence or in proper names. 
all the rest of the time it's going to be lowercase. So why is my name on the driver's license all capital letters? And the answer to that one specifically, because you need to know, that is your corporation, your legal fiction, your property that you are the United States property. That is your that is your trademark logo. Just like Walmart has a, has a logo. Your name in all capital letters is your trademark logo of your corporation that was created for you by the United States that made you be a person and that's how they have authority over you is because the United States has the right to regulate all commerce within its jurisdiction. And by you being a corporation, a person, they have the right to govern you. But we gave them that right. They didn't take it. We gave it to them because we admittedly and voluntarily and intentionally told them I was a U.S. citizen. But that goes back to um, one's ignorance, wouldn't you say? Exactly. Or the lack of and the lack of knowledge, because I'm sure I'm sure if if blacks or majority minority I'm sorry the minorities knew that they were doing that they they wouldn't have done it. I like how you I love how you brought that up. I like you to just jump in the water right now. It's still kind of warm, and I want you to tell me what is the legal definition of a minority. Uh, a minority is uh, the opposite, or should I say, the lesser part of a majority. Okay. That would be part one of the definition. Keep going. Oh, man. Well, I'm I'm dead in the water then because to me uh, – if if, well, you if, got you, the answer. If, if if you're not the majority, then you fall into the minority category because the middle don't count. Do you have any children? Yes, I do. Do you have any of minority age? Or are they all grown now? No, they're grown now. Okay, but at one time, before they reached the age of 18, they were minorities. And so, that, that so, tells so, so, wait, so, so, wait, so, minority is is um, predicated on age. Yeah, exactly. And and competence. So again, here's how the word game has been played on us: is we're calling ourselves minorities. So what are we telling the country when we call ourselves we're minorities? We are, one, saying we are underage, and two, we're saying we're incompetent to handle our own affairs because that's what a minority is. That's why a parent always has to sign for their minor children is because they're incompetent of handling their own affairs. But here we are identifying ourselves as minorities, which is sending the message to the community and the state, which matters, right, that we are also underage and incompetent. And this is the reason why you have to have an attorney in the court. Because we are legal, legally minorities to the system until we tell the system, I am a majority. Man, I am so dying, so so dying to ask you this question, man, because it's, it's it's a political question. What is your what is your views on this 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 voting thing? Because I go back and forth with some people. Um, uh, of course, a lot of my listeners are gonna gonna get me for this one because they believe, well, yeah, it's mandatory that we vote, and our vote makes a difference. But I pose this question. You know, like we were speaking earlier, the the people that created the game also made the rules. So with that, I'm saying if I'm not individually responsible for tallying the vote and I don't trust the people that's been elected to uh, count all the votes, how do I know the votes are accurate? we got to take it a step further. That's, a, that's an intelligent critical thinking question to ask and we have to do that more let's take it a step further 
because there's two tiers to the whole voting system. We have the state and local voting system, and then we have the federal voting system. I want to start with the federal voting system because it's going to open up more eyes, and then we'll go to the state. Every election, every every four years, you hear we're running for president. These people running for president. In the first part of the election process, you have the primaries. What are the primary candidates searching for or trying to gain in that race, that part of the race? They're looking for delegates. Delegates are not votes. They're looking for the delegates. So we have to ask ourselves, okay, well, who are the delegates? The delegates are appointed, appointed, appointed by the state, not the people. What happened there? You, your vote didn't count for nothing because the delegates, right, they have to get a majority of the delegates to move on to the next phase of the election, right? And then who appointed the delegates? The state appoints the delegates. And then they, the winner of the primary gets to go on to the second phase where now the, there's the popular vote and then there's the electoral vote. What does it take for a president to be voted in the office? He has to get what? They let 270. He got to get 270 electoral votes to become the president. I'm sorry. I didn't hear nothing about a popular vote right there. Me so neither. who is the electoral college? Who appointed the electoral college? Do you remember voting for an electoral college? Nope. No. So where did the electoral college come from? Guess what? The state elect or appoint. I'm sorry. They don't elect. The state appoint the electoral college. So where do you come in in that whole process? The answer is you don't come in at all because the state appointed, yes, the state appointed the, 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 the primary candidate, right? The state appointed the primary, the delegate, and then the state appointed the electoral college. And it's I, those votes that make a president. You see it with Al and Bush. You saw it with Clinton and somebody else, and you can keep going back in history, where the popular vote was greater an electoral vote, but the electoral vote appointed the president. You had a question. I just know if it's my game, whoever I want to win at the end of the day, that's who's going to win. That's what I know. The moral of this story, that's correct. The moral of this story is that when it comes to the president, presidents are selected, not elected. And we have to get our heads around that. It's just a game. Right? You go where do you go to vote at? You go to the what? To the polls, right? Yep. All right. Now, what do you see on the T V? We took a poll. What does that mean? We sampled a bunch of callers or a bunch of people and we got a general consensus. As to what people think. But what does it count for? Nothing. <laughs> right? It's just data. It doesn't create anything. And that's exactly what's happening at the polls when we go to vote. They're just getting a sample of our mood or our intentions so that they know how to spin the media and the networks and the, the information on how the president needs to behave based on the information we gave them at the polls. Now let's so go to the state level. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, so let's go to the state level. On the state level, I think it's 75% of all the states now use electronic voting. The creator of the electronic voting machine testified before Congress that those machines can be manipulated to 
put in any outcome they want to have in them, and you won't be able to see that they did it. Because that's how they told him to design it. He testified before Congress. It is in congressional record that the voting machines are are riggable. But 75% of all the states still use them. Why is that? <laughs> right? Because they, so, they can. Because <laughs> they can. Because they can. Exactly. So, but here's, here's part of that game that we overlook. Presidents come every four years. But House of Representatives and Senators, they can be there for life. Those are the individuals that are changing our world, but we don't pay any attention to them. Those are the people we call our representatives, but we don't pay any attention to them because those are the ones that are really changing our world. And that's where we have to be involved at if we're going to get into any kind of voting process at all. We need to be involved with the Measure M's and the SB this, the Senate bill this, or the um, – the, the House bill this and all that kind of, those are the things that we need to do our due diligence and our civic responsibilities in dealing with because that's what's changing our world, not the president at all. So that was going to be my question on whether you see the change is going to be because, um, like like my opinion is, if it's my game, you know, I'm going to win or whoever I say going to win. So if if we know that ultimately that's what's going to happen, how can we be all that we can be within that game? And I think you mentioned earlier you said knowledge, but can you break that down a little bit more? Sure. I've been waiting for this opportunity. What is your nationality? Well, like I said, I was always told that I was black, but I ever since I was – out of high school, I didn't go for the African thing. Um, okay, and I still you know, have some, I, I still have some questions because you say nationality. Uh, my grandmother, she was full blooded Blackfoot. She was Indian, and um, I was taught that by I was taught that from her um, all, until I was eighteen years old because she passed away when I was eighteen. So I did, I did like most people, I went and did that Ancestry.com thing, and uh, it showed, it told me that I didn't have no American Indian in me whatsoever. So that meant that my grandmother had to be lying to me all her life, all my life. <laughs> or, or somebody else might be lying to you because, see, I tend to trust your grandmother way more than I trust the state. Exactly. My point, Exactly. <laughs> My point exactly. So if if they identified all us black Americans had with a substantial amount of Indian in them, we'd probably bankrupt the government even more. Okay. See, this is why the question of what is your nationality is so important. And if you have any callers, I'd love to hear from them right now because I need to get on the phone with one of them and ask them the same question. You heard the invitation, everybody. Press number one on your phone and chime in if you need an answer to this question. So don't sit over there and want to know something and don't say nothing. That's right. This is all about participation. Press number one on your phone. Let us hear from you. Okay. So when it comes to nationality, right, we get it confused with ethnicity. We look at all the forms on the census form. They say, what is your ethnicity? They leave out completely what is your nationality. Why is that? Because they want you to claim you are a citizen. And even more so, when we fill out that ethnicity, we are saying that I'm black, I'm Latino, I'm Hispanic. Actually, Hispanic has, has some, some ground to it. And I'll explain that in a second. We're black, we're African American, we're Negro, we're colored, we're Latina, Latino, we're uh, Asian. Those aren't places. Those are not places. Where where are those places? Where's Latino? Where is black? Where is African American? 
You can't put your finger on the mat with those. So what you're saying when you check the box with those ethnicities, you're saying, I am nationless. And the United States has a legal right, it's written into its statutes, codes, and regulations and ordinances, that any unclaimed national can become my property. So they make you be a U.S. citizen because you don't claim a nation. So remember, you were born in Texas. In the future, you're going to check the box, and you're going to say other, and then you're going to write in, I'm a Texan. That's what I am. Because Texas was here before there was a United States. California was here before there was a United States. Pennsylvania and Utah, and you we can keep on going down. They were all here long before there was the United States. Remember that initial question I said? Who named America America? The same one that created the game. That's why I laugh about oh. every time when I hear people talk about for our Mexican brothers to go back to Mexico. <laughs> yeah, they don't know. They they don't know. See, America, America, ah, America, ah, Morocco, ah, Morocco. Did I just say Morocco? Yeah. I did say Morocco. America means of Morocco. The Americas, North, Central, and South America, still belong to this day to the Moorish Empire of Morocco. And the United States is here by treaty agreement, which is the Peace and Friendship Treaty of 1787. That's the peace between, that's the treaty, an international treaty which is supreme law, the United States is here with permission from the nation of Morocco. And give that, that, give, give that treaty number again, because I know some people want to go look that up. I, I, man, I, I, please read the entire, please read the entire Peace and Friendship Treaty. The Peace and Friendship Treaty of 1787. The United States is here with permission. Now, why is that significant? It's significant because who were, who was the Moorish Empire? Some of us have heard of the Moors, but we don't really understand the Moors, and we don't know who the Moors were and where they lived and what was their empire. The Moors that question were, needs to be answered the, in the, the Moors were black, weren't they? you damn right they were. And we're taking a step further. Everybody born in America of color, the people of color born in America are the indigenous ancestors of the Moors. And we legally can claim all the rights in the Peace and Friendship Treaty because it applies directly to us. Now, remember back in our, in our early in our conversation, I said to you that being a state citizen or a Texan was different from being a U.S. citizen. A Texan that has notified the system that it is of the majority has all the rights and benefits protected by the Constitution because the Texas Constitution still applies to you and you have rights and benefits in that Constitution and is being protected by the United States Constitution. Meaning, you are free, you are sovereign, you have no ruler, you are the king. And the only crime you can commit is if you injure someone else or injure their property. 
or take their property. You hurt my horse, you steal my horse, or you hurt me, you have committed a crime. All the rest are statutes, codes, regulations, and ordinances that are created by the Corporation of the United States. And that only applies to the property of the United States. It doesn't apply to the free sovereign of other nations. That's very interesting stuff. And I'm, I'm sitting here thinking how to one be a, a country or a free sovereign state within itself and coexist with the United States in terms of your rights and benefits. That's what the annexation treaties were. They were ratified by the majority of the states. Before a state, which means corporation, but it also means, well, you got the state of and California's state, right? Two different things. One is the corporation. One is the actual land mass, right? Yeah. Each one Brother. of these nations... Each one of these nations went into contractual agreement with the United States to become part of the United States Union. The same Brother, way, Haru, Germany, Haru, let me let, let me jump in here real quick, man, because we down sure, to like the ahead. last minute and a half of the show, oh, and I, and okay. I want to give you, man, time flies when you're really getting heavy, and I'm I ask you to come back, but I want you to tell people how they can get in contact with you, where they can go get your books, right quick, while we still got a minute. Okay. I'm not a book writer. I haven't written any books. But I am going to give you some resources that I uh, gravitate to. And one of them would be High Frequency Radio on YouTube. Another one would be Akeem L. Next one would be Deprogrammed Enlightener and Text Mason. You want to, you want to get in touch with that brother yourself right there. Text okay. Mason. And then there's some really good books that I would recommend also. One would be Hardcore Redemption in Law, The Black Bible of Science, and lastly, the most important one, is Understanding the Science of Self. Because we're just getting ready to, we're just beginning to answer the question with who you really are. Right. We're just scratching we the surface go, of it. We're definitely going to have you come back, uh, Brother Haru. And I also want to thank uh, uh, my, my my friend, Mr. Dolores uh, Potter Moore, for introducing us. And uh, we're definitely going to invite you back, man, so we can continue that question, man, because I definitely know that you could definitely wake up a lot of people, man, and I appreciate you so much. Thanks for joining we us. We're just getting started, brother. You're very yes, welcome. Sir. And All I look right. forward to coming back. Yes, sir. We definitely will have you back. Everybody, the show will be available in its entirety if you missed any part of it in a couple minutes. And it's available worldwide, so you have no excuse. It's on everybody's platform. And thanks for listening. It's your host, Lamont Patterson, and have a blessed day. See you next week.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.